Hello and welcome to Reaction Shots for... I... Is it May? It's gonna be... It's gonna be May. Legitimately, it's May though, right? It is. Okay, for May. This time we're talking about time travel, baby. Traveling through time. But before we get to that, have you liked anything lately? What have you seen lately that you liked? So much stuff, dude. It's all I do in this quarantine life. Let's just watch things, Ian. <clears throat> list them all. Everything. Been watching Agents of Shield with Beth. It's my favorite show. I've heard of it. Um, what I watched lately, I watched Extraction. Oh, the new Rousseau brothers. The new brothers Rousseau. Apparently, it's only one Rousseau. Oh, really? Yeah. With Chris Hemsworth. Yep, Chris Hemsworth. I thought it was good. It was like a, it's like a John Wick style military movie. Okay, actually, I was going to ask you, is it the new John Wick? Because I saw an article that said, is Extraction the new John Wick? Nice, yeah. I think uh, <laughs> one of the main stunt dudes who worked on the John Wick movies, <clears throat> uh, this was his directorial debut. Oh. So there's definitely some John Wick-esque moments in the movie. So um, whichever Rousseau it was just um, produced it? Yeah, and he wrote it, yeah, actually. Wow, okay. Screenwriting. Yeah, I think it was Joe, Joe Russo. But uh, just for a, for a Netflix original, I thought it was pretty solid all around. Not going to blow anyone away, but very enjoyable, very entertaining. And yeah. Got to get that kid out of there or whatever. He was actually cool. I like the kid. The kid? It's not, it's not a Hugo situation. <laughs> <laughs> From Alita? Yeah, this Is kid was the cool. Same, same kid? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, okay. I'm just saying usually annoying kids hold movies oh, back. Yeah. I don't know. Some like yeah, yeah. kids in movies are not often yeah. great. It's like some glorified protection quest, you know, escort yeah. quest. Escort quest. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear Bender. He's crying because Omar went behind mm -hmm. a door. So um, what have I watched recently? Let's keep the conversation to a minimum because I know it upsets you. Star Wars episode nine. Oh, yeah. So boring. It's a it's a bad movie. It's no, it's really really bad. It was just at least the first time around, Ian. It was so out of control that I had a good time with it. Uh -huh. You know, just all the craziness. And this time around, it was just so boring. I think just the first ten minutes are so insulting to anyone. Like I I can't even believe that that was the final project, the final product. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, within yeah. ten minutes. Oh, okay, let's just have this villain and, like, 50 billion ships come out of nowhere. Cool. Yeah. Let's Fine. just do our own movie yeah. that has nothing to do with anything that's ever happened before. Yeah. And the only ways that it does are dumb. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. I mean, this is what happens when you have a trilogy you don't plan out ahead of time. Like, I can't believe that they allowed yeah. it to happen. All Cautionary tale. Yeah. The whole new trilogy, the whole pre prequel trilogy, like... Star Wars just, they, I love Star Wars, but I, it, Star Wars is over, man. Mandalorian <laughs> only. Yeah, it feels, it feels pretty bad right now. But whatever. Oh, what else have I watched? So many movies, Ian. The Yellow Sea I rewatched. I don't know that one. It's one of my all-time favorites. James Gunn has been hyping this up during the quarantine. Okay. And he made me want to rewatch it. It's from the same director of The Wailing. Okay. That's how I got into the whaling is because of this director. He did The Chaser. 
and the yellow sea and then the whaling okay. of course all three of those movies from this guy phenomenal what phenomenal the, movies what is the country of origin do you know korea korea okay yeah uh, but I highly, highly recommend the Yellow Sea, Ian. It's like a two-plus-hour, two, two plus hour gritty epic. It's an epic. And it's really, it's really interesting, too, because it opens, it opens with a little his, uh, historical insight about this area that's right in between, like, North Korea and China and South Korea and Japan. And it's, like, this very specific region. And that's, like... Is that, like, demilitarized zone or whatever? It's not demilitarized, but there's, like, a name for it that I can't pronounce. So, it's it's just... It's that, like, border where it's patrolled, right? And it's, like, empty space between the countries? Is that the thing you're talking about? I I don't know if it's the demilitary zone, but it's, like, its own area. It's It's probably not called that. Yeah. But... Just really, really solid movie. Really good. Multiple yeah, acts. Cool. Just a long epic. Sounds cool. Yeah. And then uh, some more depressing stuff. Half Nelson. You ever see that one? I, I'm i aware of it, but I never watched it because I just, it looked really depressing. Super. I love, <laughs> uh, I love though when some, like my favorite setup for movies, Ian, is when somebody is really sad and self-destructive and they find friendship and comfort in the unexpected. And in yeah. the, the case of Half Nelson, he's a teacher. So obviously one of his students, they have a oh, bond. Okay. So it's all about a bond. Bond? So, yeah, really, really good movie if you're looking for something said. <laughs> I'm not, but sounds yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? That's all that I can think of for now. Oh, the TV show Kingdom I started. That's on Netflix. 1500s Korean zombie show. Okay. Crazy. (laughs) With a tinge of Sekiro in there. Uh Just a Uh little, just a dash, dude. 1500 uh, Korean zombies with a dash of Sekiro. (laughs) Well, that sounds cool. Season two, I guess, had just come out on Netflix, so I'm, I went back and I'm watching watching through it now. Oh, okay, super oh, short, this. dude. Six episodes only each oh, season. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah, my friend Pam, uh, who's a Souls fanatic, just a yeah. Souls junkie, uh, just bust. They dusted off the the PS3 and they're playing Demon Souls. Nice. And I was just talking with her, and she was like, "It's not as janky." As I thought, they like pretty much already had it right out of the gate, you know. Yeah, like they, they had that something, you know. That's so awesome. Love uh, the game. Anything else? Kingdom sounds crazy. Yeah, Kingdom is freaking sweet. Um, and that's it. And then a Batman animated episode uh, the other day, B- a bullet for Bullock. Shout out to that music in there. It's just legendary. Nice, nice. Yeah, I still that's mean it. to go through and watch all of those again. I saw a bunch <laughs> as a kid, but never like all of them, you know. Nice. I still didn't mean to do that with Cowboy Bebop, Ian. Oh, my God. I haven't done Cow- it in you, decades. You've seen Cowboy Bebop, though, right? Yeah, of okay, course. Yeah. I was going to say, but you like, love Cowboy Bebop. But all the way through like that, it's it's oh, yeah. been like 15 years. Yeah, I was re-watching it with my sister a while back, but we didn't get through all of it. Got it. Um, nice. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm watching well, a lot. Last night, I watched the behind-the-scenes for Red Letter Media's movie Space Cop. Hmm. which I have not yet seen, but I want to see it. 
I, guess I like it's that on title. Video on demand now. Yeah, it's like intentionally a B movie. God. Um, but now I want to watch Space Cop because it looks pretty funny, and I like <laughs> the Red Letter Media guys, and I've just never gotten around to watching it. But um, I watched. Oh my God, yawn. Excuse me. Yawn it um, out, dude. It's sleepy so, day, day, man. It's the heat. It's so hot. It's the heat. And I'm I think that too. I yawn. I don't yawn nearly as much as I do when I'm on podcasts and shows. <laughs> and I think it's because I like forget to breathe. Yeah. I'm like listening and I don't want to breathe on the mic. So I just like don't <laughs> breathe. And then it makes me yawn. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I got, I've been going through criterion collection stuff, filling in my blank spots. Um, I watched sisters the first, I think first, no, nah, not first, but early Brian De Palma movie. Nice. Um, which was really cool. Uh, super cool, cool movie. Um, then right after that, I double featured. I watched House. Houseu or whatever. House is a Japanese movie from, I think, 1977. That is so weird. <laughs> um, I loved it. I loved everything about it. It's just so unabashedly bizarre cool um that was amazing nice. uh, highly recommend how to um i feel like i watched another one that i am forgetting about Twelve monkeys well I, yeah I, I, well i rewatched with nail and i which i hadn't seen since college uh didn't hold up as as well as i thought it would i liked it back in college but now it's kind of like okay yeah Hmm. It's still good though. Um, yeah, I finished Twelve Monkeys, the TV show. Um, really, really good, really solid show. I mean, like it definitely is a little cheesy. The writing, you know, is Sci-Fi Channel writing kind of, but it has this pulpy feel and just like super good vibes the whole way. Have their, you watched it? You would love this. Their show. chemistry was amazing. The two leads. I fell off on the final season because they had the weird break. And they then like, the stream thing, that that whole process, yeah. I don't know what happened. They like put out. it all out over two days. Mm-hmm. I, I basically started the last season over. It's Got on it. Hulu. I watched it all in like two days. I think it's worth it. Uh you'll be you'll you'll be lost as hell at first, and then you'll remember <laughs> then you'll remember everything um after an episode or two. Cool. Uh it you the last two episodes, especially Huber, you would love them. Sick, dude! I loved that show for a while. I just I oh, love that when that they, show. whenever they go on weird hiatuses like that, yeah. the most legendary hiatus, dude, or like changing. My dad and I were diehard X Files. Oh my god! The most yeah. every, after season every, seven, dude. When they changed to like Friday nights or something, they like changed time mm-hmm. slots, and my dad and I never watched an episode again, dude. It was like so. Wait, it wasn't it. even the Mulder change. When no, Mulder it was left? just like they changed they changed days, dude. And, my, and then like <laughs> years later, I was just like, Dad, you want to watch X-Files? He's like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> uh, oh, my mic. I just hooked my mic with my headphones. I'm sorry, listeners. Uh, I watched, um, I think this was after the last episode. I watched Devs. Oh, yeah, I finished that too, yeah. I uh, finished Westworld as well weirdly similar shows <laughs> what do you think some, of uh, devs uh devs i really loved it at first and then i kind of stopped loving it 
Same. Uh, I think it was fine. I'm glad I watched it, you know? Like, it had some interesting thoughts. It looked nice, kind of. Mm-hmm. The pacing mm-hmm. was a little weird. The mm-hmm. The characters were a little, maybe a little too withdrawn. Like, I know it was trying yeah. to paint kind of a hyper-fictionalized sort of non-emotional sort of, I don't know, kind of picture of reality, but... uh there there are a few there are a few pretty simple little nitpicks I have with devs that kind of sully the experience for me. I and I actually I rewatched Annihilation with my friend Sarah cuz nice. it was recommended to her by someone who's running a tabletop like D&D kind of esque campaign of their own de- de- devising that uh is apparently similar to that kind of vibe and uh I you know I was trying to go in with an open mind I was trying to just see if I would like it the second time around. I don't like that movie, man. I just don't yeah. like that movie. Because you read like, them, and, and I remember read Beth, the books. Saying, Beth yeah. said the same thing. She read the books, and she was like, dude, what even was that movie like? It, not- well, and it's it brings me back around to devs, and it's like it's so weird because Alex Garland, it, it's, he's always like, I always want to like his stuff, but I find he's too, like... I don't know, like obtuse or like not obtuse. No, he's like too like set in some kind of way. And the cruel way to say it is like childish. Like he's not as thoughtful as he thinks he is. I don't know. It Like devs and his version of Annihilation, it's like he just like picks one idea and then doesn't actually explore it. He just like throws it at you repeatedly and mm-hmm. says like, he's just like, agree. This is the thing. Like with Annihilation, it's just self-destruction, self-destruction. Everyone has self-destruction. And he's like, and you, the viewer, you're like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. But what about it? Like yeah. say something about it. And he's like, no, this is deep self-destruction. Yeah. And it's just like, A, that's like the worst read of the book the books but i mean even taking the movie on its own i think so much Mm -hmm. of the dialogue is so just overt and on the nose and just bad but it's a bummer because i i really respect his ideas and i respect like a lot of the things he tries to go for i think ex machina is really good uh it kind of hits in that regard i think 12 days or 28 days later is really good I think the beach is really bad. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Alex Garland, man. He always For sure. like, he Alex Garland and Westworld are kind of the same where it's like it always almost gets there and then <laughs> oh. just kind of kind of just yeah. dips, you know? For sure. Uh, yeah, devs, devs, like, have three always. And I was like, let's wrap this up. <laughs> it's just like. Wrap it up. It. It's very weird to have a show like Devs, and I'm going to try to skirt around what I'm saying without spoiling anything, but it's like, it's hard to have a show like Devs that has a very solid uh, like premise that has characters within its premise that believe something so completely that even though they themselves state an experiment they could do to test their own beliefs, no character ever does it. Mm-hmm. 
until the ending and someone does a thing and someone's like, oh my God, is it's possible? And it's like, yeah, literally every one of those characters who's supposed to be super genius smart would have tried that day one. Totally. It makes no sense. Couldn't s- agree more. Couldn't it agree more. It makes no sense. Whatever. I'm glad I wasn't the only one who thought that. Oh yeah. It, it, it fell flat for me. Um, which was a bummer because I was really, 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 really into it. Um, but before we begin, uh, our topic this month is time travel. But before we begin that, and we're going to do our best about it, but it might come up and happen, speaking about skirting around spoilers, some would consider, and I think myself included, some would consider knowing that a movie is time travel <clears throat> could be a big spoiler for some movies. Sure. And I can't tell you which movies I'm referring to without then spoiling it in the exact way I'm talking about. Avengers Endgame, I'm spoiling it now. There's I time mean, travel. Here's the thing. You've Avengers, been spoiled, damn it. Avengers Endgame is obviously a time travel movie. <laughs> but there are a few other movies that kind of the revelation is time travel is happening. Got and it. Uh, so we'll see if we can avoid those or not. I don't know. I'm just saying if that's something you care about for these random scattershot movies i can't warn you about mm-hmm. be advised <laughs> i guess you the listener um you have but yeah it's a paradox i can't tell you about it time travel inception paradox paradox uh but anyway here's here's a brief list of some time travel properties hmm. 12 monkeys the film and the show Pretty different, kind of similar, both great. Uh, Terminator series, obviously. Primer, Back to the Future, Looper, Source Code, Groundhog Day. Various MCU movies like Endgame, Doctor Strange. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> heard of it, I hear that's uh, <laughs> Some various Star Trek movies and episodes. Doctor Who, Time Crimes, Harry Potter 3, Edge of Tomorrow, Donnie Darko, Interstellar, Planet of the Apes, X-Men Days of Future Past, Bill and... Bill and Ted's 1 and 2, Futurama. I recently read a book called Paradox Bound that was cute. There, there was only one potential spoiler in that whole list. I'm not going to say I which one. I think I know the one. I think I know the one you mean and I meant <laughs> yeah. to not say it, but I said it anyway, it's okay. accidentally. They won't even know. There was one I took out specifically because I was like, <laughs> "No." Um, so I'm sorry, whatever. Um, <laughs> Hubert. I want to ask you a question right now. We're going to do a time travel kind of question. Endgame. I want to ask you, I want to, what? No, no, no. I want to ask you a question right now, and then I'm going to ask you again at the end of the episode and see if your opinion on it has changed at all. Okay. If you, Michael Hubert, could time travel, you could choose to time travel. Like, time machine shows up, you're by yourself, no one to lead you, no time lord, no doctor who to guide you. But a time machine shows up, would you time travel? I would think about it. <laughs> I would definitely think. I would just be so terrified, dude. I've seen too many movies, like, you know, way too many. One wrong sneeze and your entire reality yeah. <laughs> folds in on itself. I, I think so, of the, I think of the Simpsons episode. It's a Treehouse of Horror, I think, where he he has a time machine and he keeps or a time donut or something, and he keeps going back in time to try to fix things. And he's like back in prehistoric times, and he's like, you know, try, trying not to destroy anything, and then he kills a fish, and he just goes, "I wish, I wish I hadn't killed that fish." <laughs> Whatever. So good. 
Yeah, um, I I don't know, dude. I'd be freaked and like it just seems it seems too risky. Yeah. Like I would love there's so many so many places I want to see in the past and obviously I want to see the future, but I think the stakes are a little a little too high, dude. I'd be sweating. Yeah. I think I think kind of I'm on the same page as you. I think because of the like I know like reality's pretty bad right now for a lot of reasons. But you never know, you could make it way worse. Mm-hmm. You could I'm make mainly it just thinking I'm mainly just thinking of my wife. Like if I did one thing, if I wouldn't know her again, you right, know. Right, like right, right. Like that my mind immediately went there of like doing something that would affect who I know and who I'm with. <laughs> That's sweet. Um, but yeah, if there was a way if there was a way to just like look back through time without affecting it that would be interesting yes Uh, now you're thinking yeah like a time window like in fringe time window uh well not really a time window but whatever uh all right so we got we got people the patrons are some talkers we got some lengthy comments on time travel people love talking about time travel Hell yeah. Uh, so settle in. They were all pretty pretty good. So I'm kind of interested in uh I'll see what we can fit in. We're already 20 minutes in, so who knows. Uh all right. So the first question I ask of course always is what's your favorite time travel movie or show? Terminator and- 2 Judgment Day. I knew you were going to say that. Sorry, Endgame. <laughs> yeah, oh, it beat Endgame. Yeah. T2, cool. man. T2. Hard to beat. Yeah. Hard to beat. Because the message, saw... too. What's the message? No fate but what we make. Oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10. Yeah. I remember seeing that movie when I was like eight. And like the nuclear bomb sequence just terrified the hell out of me. So scary. It's, the like, mo- it's like the scariest scene ever, yeah. When she's on the fence and just turns into a the... skeleton. Ian, would that be audio mixing or what is the audio? Because the sound design in that scene, the yeah, yeah, yeah. When she's like banging it's it, good sound design. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's everything mixing and the design. Um, yeah, T two is pretty good for me. It's real hard to top Primer. Primer is <laughs> Primer is legendary for sure. Primer is just. And I mean, I love Shane Carruth. Like, Upstream Color is one of my favorite movies ever made. So, like, I, I might need to rewatch Primer, like, tonight. But, it's been like, a while. It's been a while. Um, it's just so bonkers. And, like, Primer rewards rewatches because once you know what's going on, as much as is possible, you know, <laughs> without a flowchart, um, you can catch little tiny details and stuff that are just, uh Really, we've got a lot of comments about primer so i won't i won't talk nice. over much about primer right now oh speaking of which calling goodspeed primer is the movie i want to highlight in this category favorites what a wild ride if you're the kind of person who says inception is confusing don't watch this movie i wasn't prepared for it when i first saw it and i literally had to use a full-size chart on my second viewing <laughs> just to understand it a chart to understand a 77 minute movie <laughs> how fun is that um they mentioned upstream color it is beautiful, and it is underrated, though a lot of people disagree. I don't know. Uh, Cesar Villa 
tell us how to pronounce your name. Because Jones and Huber and I, we all say it differently. Because it's got the little thing above the E, so I think it's Cesar. Yeah, I and think it is too. Two L's is a yuh sound, right? But I don't know where you're from, so who knows? Caesar Villa. <laughs> there you go, American. <laughs> hey, Caesar Villa. Villa. <laughs> Back to Future Trilogy, of course. <laughs> I grew up watching these religiously, sometimes even twice a day. Me too, me too. Yeah. All-time favorite. Terminator and its sequel, also pretty cool. Specifically, uh, or especially when it's uh, the chicken and egg origin story. Skynet started because of a scrap parts of Terminator, which was sent back in time to kill his enemy, who wouldn't have been born if his father hadn't traveled back in time to save him, and uh, at the same time father him. Uh, I love that paradox. And the fact that he fell in love with Sarah after John gave him a picture of her that was taken at the exact moment she's telling John how much she got to love him in the few hours they shared for a movie about killer machines and spectacle. Those details are what actually make the movie. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. Just like outlining. Terminator, yeah. Terminator for me is... And a few few people will say things along these lines as as we go on here. But like... Terminator is so great because the rules you kind of have to just let the rules go out the window because Mm -hmm. like the entire concept of Terminator is a paradoxical nightmare that makes no sense. (laughs) And it's just like, and then even with even like if you ignore the initial paradox of the thing (laughs) creating itself by creating itself, uh, you then have to just say like, okay, well why don't, why doesn't Skynet just like, you know, I mean, you know, all the stuff like kill him way earlier, blah blah blah. Yeah. Like they needed to to set up a better thing where it's like Skynet and John Connor like need each other to to create each other. Like they need to exist to create each other, but they can kill him after a certain point of time or something to make whatever. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast trying to fix yep. Terminator. Uh MGS Junkie says, Hi Ian and Huber. This is my first time posting for the show. Hello. I've learned a lot about film watching you film experts. Uh, Yeah. Enthusiasts? Enthusiast experts. Enthusiasts. But they say their favorites are Harry Potter 3 and The Time Machine from 2002, which I don't remember if I've seen. Dude, is that with Guy Pierce? I was going to say that's the Guy Pierce one. Sick. uh, Do I need to watch this again? It kind of, I kind of want to. Someone, I think they or someone else really? it's talks good? about it a little more. Apparently, really. Are you googling if it's good right now? No, I just did. Yeah, dude, I remember this movie. I was. I, I was remember the, the poster. Box art. Yep. Yeah, I remember the. Yeah, I remember seeing the box art. The bo- Maybe I've seen this movie. There, it's there are a lot of movies machine. I've seen that I just like don't remember something. Um, but yeah, we'll have to. We'll add it to the list. We'll add it. Great tagline for a movie, uh, Ian. Uh huh. The time machine. Where would you go? <laughs> Yo, where would you go, Hubert? Where would you go? Where would you go? Assuming you would go, where would you go? The time machine. I'd want to see dinos. Yeah. Gotta see dinosaurs. It's really hard to beat. I would go forward. I think future. Yeah. Future uh, scares me because what if you like go in the future and the Earth isn't there and you're just like. Ah, ah, ah. Well, no you'd Earth. have to you'd have to stay inside your machine. Yeah. Well, that. That's something in time travel that people don't often uh, contend with is like, um, actually, uh, oh, what is that movie? 
that really, really bad one that they shadow dropped onto Netflix that's part of the... Um, Cloverfield Paradox? Clover, yeah, Cloverfield Paradox. They actually deal with this in Cloverfield Paradox, but um, to, to an extent. Um, I watched a video about how Nightcrawler's powers are really complicated, too, because for that, you'd have to you'd have to take the movement of the earth into consideration and stuff, but you'd have to do that with time travel too. Kind of like if you didn't, you'd, you would only ever be able to go backwards to the same like date or something, True. or the earth would be in a different place. That's right. Also, wait, no, it would always be in a different place because it's moving through space that way too. So it's, yeah, you'd have to like calculate space time coordinates too. That's why Dr. Who makes sense. Cause it's, uh, that's really time cool and relative dimension. That in space or whatever tardis anyway that's cool that's really cool <laughs> i forgot what we were talking about spencer from canada favorite movie back to the future trilogy about time and interstellar looper and roswell that ends well from futurama are a close second absolutely roswell that ends well baby nasty I, pasty we just talked about this recently ian right you and i looper because i rewatched yeah. this a couple months ago man and like wow 35% of that movie is a 10 out of 10 and the other stuff I just was not not that's, into and I love of, Emily Blunt yeah love Joseph Gordon-Levitt and I just I couldn't get into any just kind of farm my, man that's kind of my my vibe on that movie too like the mm-hmm. beginning is very strong the 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 like living his life cycle part is very mm-hmm. strong and then when mm-hmm. they get to the farm and it just turns into the omen it gets kind of bad yeah, I don't know. I agree. I agree. And I like Ryan Johnson movies, uh, actually quite a bit. Yeah. So, dude, even Garrett Dillahunt shows up at the end. Oh, that actor! I don't know who that is. You I'd know with some, he's in a lot. Yeah, I'd probably recognize him. Yeah. But yeah, Looper, great, great potential, and I think it it falls a little flat toward the end, though. Yeah. Oh well, Project DID movie would have to be Back to the Future and Endgame. I cried almost the entire three hours watching Endgame in the cinema on both occasions that I watched it. Uh, Doctor Who, as far as shows go, because the writers do find creative ways of bringing it all together. I agree. We'll we'll talk about... I've seen every every Doctor Who, I think, except for... Uh, I haven't seen all the old... Every, every Doctor Who since 2005. Nice. I, I've seen. Unless there's new Josie Whittaker that I missed. Jodie Whittaker? Jodie Whittaker, yeah. Yeah. Uh, would you kindly says run Lola run besides Terminator back run to Lola runs time travel, dude. Kind of. Yeah. She, I forget. Yeah. It's sort I of seen that since middle school in sort That's of like a-, a groundhog day kind of sense. I think she like goes back to read to like a do over. Nice. I don't I remember, remember that how. Movie being fun. Yeah. It's a good movie. It had like a premium rush kind of kind of pace to it. Right. Oh yeah. Very premium rush. I wonder if it's dated now. It it felt very like, you know, it, it's like time nineties uh, train, train spotting kind of vibes. Yeah, like really nineties. Uh, Primer, Time Bandits, Ryan Wagner, or Ryan Wagner. Ryan Wagner. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I love Twelve Monkeys series. Probably the best overall time travel show. Nice. I wonder if that's true. I mean, Doctor Who and and Twelve Monkeys are in very different. I wonder if 12, because I finished it like a couple of days ago. I haven't read any think pieces on it about like five big mistakes in the 12 Monkeys show or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But you'd love to, you got to finish that show, Huber. You'd love it. Yeah. It's so, 
it's really hard for me, Ian, to dive back into something after it's been a while. Because I'm the type of, like, I put really harsh restrictions on myself when it comes to, like, sequels and stuff. I always like the the rewatching of things and kind of just the continuation of the flow, you know. And when that flow gets broken. Well, as someone whose flow was broken in that show, and yeah. then I picked it back up. I, I was in your exact boat. I watched like two episodes of season yeah. four and then fell off because it was just crazy. Uh, I jumped back in, in on episode like three. I think I rewatched one episode I know I've seen I'd seen before. Nice. Um, Is it on Netflix? Hulu. Hulu. Perfect. Perfect. I have it. I have it. I have yeah. it. Uh, Colt Smith. I really love Terminator and T two. Live Die Repeat slash Edge of Tomorrow. Demolition Man. Star Trek Four. Bill and Ted, Army of Darkness, Looper, Source Code, Back to the Future, 12 Monkeys, Time Cop. I think the things that make a good time travel movie are a good conceit. Why is it time travel? Why why is there time travel? Does it make sense in any way, or is it played for a good laugh? Really, if either of those points is true, then time travel can be believable and enjoyable, even if other things are missing. That's great. Yeah, man. Time Cop's got to be in my top five, no question. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Really? Yeah, yeah. Do you love Jean-Claude Van Damme? Sure. (laughs) Never (laughs) met him. It is such a good movie. It's one of those, though. You know, I want to have a quick aside here with you. Uh Because I don't know if I was talking to you or maybe Damiani. Movies that you grew up with that are considered classics to that specific generation. Right. Your Goonies. Your your Goonies, right? Like I didn't grow up with the Goonies, watched it later. I don't like it. That's a controversial opinion, but like, I know many people who are in that boat. Got it. I feel like time cop might be one of these types of movies that may not necessarily hold up. Boy, oh boy, did I love it. We could do an episode on those. Missed the boat movies. That's really good. They're not good unless you saw them when you were seven. Because, like, as long as there's one cool gimmick with time travel, I think I'm I'm here for it. And that's kind of what they were saying. Yeah. The whole time cop thing is like, uh, two versions of yourself can't occupy the same space. Mm. That's the whole gimmick. So it's like when you go back in time, you better avoid yourself. Right. So. And of course, that's probably going to happen. <laughs> um, there's a card game called Chrononauts that uh, is a lot of fun. And it's basically the, the, the conceit of the game is there's an agency um, that's meant to fix timeline problems. Was that your wedding ring falling on the ground? Always. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but what's interesting about it is each player comes from a different timeline so you win when you make the timeline match your timeline like when you what you came from so like maybe in my timeline jfk never died or whatever i have to like change time the board is like a bunch of cards and you flip them and stuff this sounds Um, really fun it's really fun once we're back in real life we should play it for occasional board game show so down anyway uh dude i think the girl from san junipero is in time copying really wait i'm pretty sure the one from um, Halt and Catch Fire? No. Other one. Oh. M- M- I don't know how to pronounce her name. Yeah, it's yeah. a really M- awesome M- name. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's in that, dude. Like one of her earliest movies. She should be young, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. 
Uh, happy gaming. I got my first kiss watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So beyond it being one of the funniest time, most fun time travel movies around, it definitely holds a special place in my heart. Looper is another favorite as a Ryan Johnson fan. I love Bill and Ted, man. I love Bill and Ted yeah. one and two. Same. Looking, looking forward to face the music uh, if it ever happens. Nice. Uh, yeah. I hope Bill it's good. I don't know. I love death in in Bogus Journey. So funny, dude. So good. And the robots freaked me out as a kid. Oh yeah, the evil evil Bill yeah. and Ted. Yeah. Not, not the good robot uses though. They're great. Yeah, the good the good ones. And Station. Love Station. Station. I don't remember. Maybe a king or a lowly street sweeper, but sooner or later you dance with the reaper. Do I know what really hurts, man? Is no, every Rufus. second of every day. Yeah. No Wait, Rufus, what? though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll just CG him in, like, in Star Wars. <laughs> uh, Darren Mifsud says, Back to the Future. Uh, Terminator. Not Terminator 2. But I'm posting today to shout out. It's okay, Hubert. Predestination with Ethan Hawke. Hey, I watched that recently. I've never heard of this movie. So I watched that travel- six months ago. Really? Well, here, yeah. here. Uh, time travel movies often expand their scope beyond what is good for the film, but predestination is surprisingly contained and amb- ambitious. Also, what do you think of the portrayal of gender in this movie? This has piqued my interest. I've never, I hadn't even heard of this. Yeah, it, it, and you should watch this movie for I, sure. I, I want to. Yes. You liked I, it? I did like it a lot. Uh, I, I forget if I talked to you. It's it was like early uh, 2010s I think in that era like 2010 huh. or 12 or weird Ethan Hawke. yep Ethan Hawke yep uh what's the first reformed did you watch that I haven't watched that you told me about that one yeah that's a good one uh Mike Hook one Groundhog's Day it is I'd say it's about time travel they say it's technically not about time travel <laughs> but having to relive the same day forever is going back 24 hours in time Phil even gets the, uh, games the system games the system due to his knowledge of how the day will unfold tyler gardner says who boy steins gate baby though it initially <laughs> started as a visual novel the anime adaptation is fantastic to this day remains not only my favorite time travel story but my favorite piece of media period uh paraphrasing now i guess the story is about a group of college kids who discover a means to send texts back in time and then it just goes from there. Uh, sounds cool. Sounds like the book um, The Peripheral by William hmm. Gibson. Nice. Similar kind of ideas about talking backwards in time. Uh, sounds cool. I've heard it's good. Haven't seen it. Asbo Zapruder. I grew up watching Back to the Future and Quantum Leap, so those will always be sentimental favorites. Obviously, can't talk about time travel without talking about Doctor Who. Uh, and Doctor Strange did fun stuff with time travel, essentially making it a weapon in the film's finale. Yeah, I loved that part. He like uh, he just annoys Dormammu. So good. <laughs> yeah, it's unreal. With time travel, so good. Um, what a Jason, fun, what a fun climax. I love that movie, man. I really yeah. like it. I'm, I'm a yeah. little bummed that they're not doing the more horror. Yeah. Uh, sequel, but who knows? Maybe the new Sam Raimi is confirmed. You you're the one who told me that, so I Yeah. Don't... Sam Raimi, I think, is still confirmed. Okay. Well, there you go. 
Um, Jason Wojnar, Twilight Zone has some incredible time travel episodes. Distance, No Time Like the Past, A Kind of Stopwatch. The original series Star Trek episode City on the Edge of Forever is another timeless classic about time travel by Harlan Ellison. Tribunal from 90s Outer Limits is a great one. While not really a time travel per se, the time travel cliffhanger at the end of Evil Dead 2, which leads into Army of Darkness, (laughs) is incredible. And the genre shakeup it leads to is one of the reasons it's the best trilogies ever. Yeah, man. Star Trek has some great ones in Twilight Zone. Both. Next Generation has some top tier. I'm actually surprised nobody really mentioned Next Generation stuff, but they've got some Mm. top tier time travel stuff. Nice. Yeah. I don't. You got really excited about Twilight Zone. Do you have anything? Yeah, no, just uh, just the self-contained episode they were they were talking about. I forget. There, I remember really loving one. I just can't. It's like a hazy, foggy vision in my brain right now. It might be one of the ones that they mentioned. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, patron saint of reaction shots, Tokyo Slim, coming in here with thinking Deja Vu is underrated. Uh, Peggy Sue got married. Denzel, yeah. Peggy Sue Got Married is my favorite time travel movie with Nick Cage in it. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. I don't know it's a time travel movie. Pleasantville might not count as time travel, though it's more of a journey into a fictional past than a real past, I suppose. I'm still going to count it. Frankenstein mm-hmm. Unbound is a, is a Corman <laughs> classic. Time Cop is one of my favorite opening sequences in time, uh, time travel film. The Stagecoach Heist. Uh... Army of Darkness, Safety Not Guaranteed, Planet of the Apes, Time After Time. Uh, it's one of the coolest scenarios in history, and I could see a remake with modern sensibilities doing really well. But as an 80s kid, obviously the goat is back to the future. Yeah. Uh, I uh, love Back to the Future. Love it. One and two and three. I love three. Yeah, three yeah. Three gets the stink on it. I, I love three. I, yeah. uh, I had the the unique and very strange fortune to meet Bob Gale, the writer of nice. Back to the Future. I was with AJ Locasio. We went to his house, a uh, really nice house. Uh, I can't remember. We were filming something like an interview or I don't remember what, but uh, we just like hung out with him for a while. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, we? yeah and like we talked about uh, common, uh, common like, plot holes that people point out to him and the one the one i remember is that people are always like why wouldn't you store gas with the car for three when they're like we don't have any gas oh yeah and he's like he's like storing a car even for like a year you always take out all the fluids like that's just what you do uh it's really funny but yeah the 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 number one paradox or um nitpicky kind of problem with back to the future is is the one at the end of Back to the Future 1 when it's like, Marty has no memory of this version of reality. Like, everyone's going to think he's a schizo or something. Like Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Do you like one or two more? Of Back to the Future? Mm-hmm. Probably two. Two's so fun just because I get to go to the future. And- yeah. Just the way they see them interact with themselves at the dance too, like. But they're so all many. yeah. That I love. That's that's some of my oh. favorite stuff in time travel. Anything. Mm-hmm. Twelve Monkeys does this a lot, which is really nice. Where it's like, you hear like a weird noise in the beginning of the movie, and then later on you find out it's the hero who like 
drops a tray and like makes that sound and stuff like yeah. i love stuff like that i eat that stuff up yeah and back to the future dude too does some of that um yeah i don't know they're all all three of them they're so good just like yeah. such vibes mm-hmm. the unmatched. vibes of back to the future unmatched yeah unmatched Samuel Carlwell. I'm, I'm shocked and and surprised we haven't had a reboot of that. I know, obviously, Michael J. Fox. I don't know if he. I think you don't could, need a reboot of it. It's one of the ones where it's like you don't need it. Yeah, I think that I'm, I'm just shocked because everything has been oh yeah absolutely. remade and sequelized and prequelized, and it's just shocking think, that that's been protected in a way. Yeah, it, it feels too like sacred almost yeah. Yeah. to 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 destroy with a yeah. Cause like, I'm just, I'm trying to think of like big properties who haven't come back. Like, you know, we've got new Jurassic parks all the time and it was terminators and all this. And I think what is nice about back to the future and maybe what protects it from this is, um, probably Bobby Zemeckis and Bob Gale just don't want anyone to do it, but also they, it was, it's like a limited run series. You know, they, they conceived it, one, two, three, it was done. They did it. It's over. And, it, and there is the game, of course, with good friend AJ Locasio. That's Marty true. Fly. That's right. Uh, the, is the game a sequel, right? Yeah, it's kind of like a continuation. Yeah. It's I cool. Believe. It's cool. Very cool. Uh, Samuel Cardwell says, you don't need to read this out loud, but I want to give a shout out to my favorite use of time travel in a video game. The 1995 text adventure Jigsaw by Oxford mathematician Graham Nelson. You chase after a mysterious agent who's been traveling through the 20th century making a mess of things by changing history. You have to change things back, often by doing some rather nasty things. The first level has you shoot Archduke Franz Ferdinand. It's basically Carmen Sandiego for grown-ups. Definitely one to play with a walkthrough, but it's quite lovely and more or less unique. <clears throat> that sounds interesting yeah unfortunately i can't i can't read that comment on the show here because it's about a video game uh, <laughs> yeah that's so why i have I to go back um, in time and stop myself from doing that it's not technically time travel but that's one of the main reasons i love assassin's creed so much is because you get to go to all of these historical places yeah um you know shades of time travel i guess but it's not technically time travel. i mean it's a reliving a, your ancestors memories yeah it's a means of time travel right yeah true true i'd say that it counts um morgan mahala terminator 2 baby <laughs> well-crafted action movie that doesn't bog down the audience with over explain over explaining the time travel it happened here's what we need to do i'm a robot come with me if you want to live <laughs> doesn't need Is there to be more anything than cooler than arnold schwarzenegger relearning that shotgun oh no like, is there anything cooler than that in, in movies? The spin? <laughs> I feel like the the six sticks from uh, Minority Report owe a lot to uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie. Yeah, they like... So fun. They're such good guns. Dude, sound <laughs> six design. Sticks, dude. Just a gun that makes you puke. It's just such a good idea. Shout out to sound people. Yeah, dude sound people yeah if you're out there making some sounds shout out shout out <laughs> oh yeah i'm gonna write that i need to do shout outs at the end of this because <laughs> i would forget um okay scrolling back up scroll 
Uh, Eric Sayer says, I'll go to bat for Interstellar any day. An incredible film with the best physical uh, representation of time travel. I love the way it represents four dimensions in 3D space. Interstellar showing us the consequences of... I forgot how to say his name. Dealing with relativity and then tidying it all around with him moving through time. The film just hits me the best. Yeah, it's a yeah. good movie. I think it's underrated. Yeah. That actually, it is definitely Nolan's most underrated. It's kind of sandwiched in between so much. Yeah. Batman and, and I think Inception obviously had so much hype. It's a really hard act to follow. Yo, are Your we... Stellar just gets better and better, man. I've seen yeah, it like I need to watch now. it again. I've only seen it, I think, once or twice. Man, Tenet. Like, that was supposed to be, like, next month. Yeah. What are we... Are we and they haven't, wait? and I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that. They haven't yet. talked about it, as far as I know. Yeah. Tenet looks cool. Dude, yeah. I just oh. don't know how that's going to work, because I want to see that in an IMAX, but yeah. with the whole situation, that seems a really long way away. Maybe I kind of just hope they delay it. Yeah, maybe they're waiting to see, I guess, before they announce. Maybe it was for July, and they think they're in the clear. July still seems like a little early to go to a movie theater, but who knows? Yeah. Totally. I I like don't want to leave the house until there's a vaccine. I don't know. Yeah. But I already told myself I'm waiting like an extra couple weeks after oh, it's yeah. lifted, just a little buffer. Let let people test it out for us, yeah. A little buffer. Um Ben Fitter. This is a long one, but I like it. So settle in. Ben Fitter. Hey friends, never commented here before, but uh, uh because I'm admittedly not as into movies as I am into games. However, time travel and psychological movies have always landed with me in a way that other movies just don't. Seeing two of my top three favorite movies on the list inspired me to write about why I like them and time travel in general. Just going to talk about the first of the of the two that he mentioned here. But he talks about Primer, favorite movie of all time. While I like the cinematography, acting, and music just fine, what I enjoy the most about it is its incredibly grounded and thoughtful approach to time travel, from the technology itself to its repercussions to the reactions of the characters. Instead of a government lab, time travel is discovered in a garage as an accidental side effect of an entirely different experiment. Instead of only worrying about the butterfly effect, they are worried about the metaphysical consequences of the two of the same person simply existing at the same time during a time loop. Instead of going back in time to alter the past or the future to save the world, Aaron and Abe simply want to make money. There's no grand ambition to kill Hitler or anything like that. All of the drama stems from the natural repercussions of time travel itself. Chiefly, their slight differences in motivation and inability to control outside interference in their closed system. The realistic reactions of the characters is what really puts it over the top for me, though. As engineers, they are aware of the complications of using time travel as well as aware of the potential issues they do not understand. Thus, they are extremely cautious and approach their ability with fear and awe. This would be the natural reaction, but far too often in movies it seems like time travel is just a nifty thing everyone is somehow cool with. Aaron mm -hmm. and Abe are terrified of making a mistake because they simply do not know what will go wrong if they do. At the same time, they are overwhelmed by disbelief as they struggle to assure themselves that everything is real and tangible. I thought that was a really interesting point. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, you can extend it into movies just in general. Like that's something that, I mean, it's just good writing, but like it's sadly kind of rare is like characters doing realistic things and like behaving the way you think they should. 
Yeah. Sisters was actually pretty good for that. There's a reporter character who like is trying to tell the cops about this murder she sees and the cops are giving her the runaround because she wrote like a think piece about how the cops are corrupt. And so they're like mad at her. And then she's just like, she says all the right things or the realistic things. She's just like, yo, if you're not going to do your job, like I'm just going to go up there and try to save this man. Like, (laughs) yeah, it was cool. Anyway, that, that there ends the favorites of our patrons. We're halfway there. (laughs) Primer. Uh, Primer, dude. Feels like Primer and Back to the Future and Terminator. Primer, Terminator and Back to the Future seem to be the top three. Yep. Right now, I'd say those might be my top three time travel movies too. Primer, Back to the Future. I mean, Terminator is like a joke. Yeah. So, but like T two Judgment Day. I mean, for me, I guess Twelve Monkeys movie and show would get in there, and Doctor Who, of course. Um. All right, but here's the thing: we're talking about Terminator as the granddaddy of problematic. One One second. Huh. One second. Hold on. Where's he going? What's he doing? The tension. He's 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 turned off his camera, listeners. Hold up. I can hear him. He's he was rounding, scrounging around. Tell me, tell me, you just don't look at this and you immediately want to watch it. <laughs> For listeners, he's holding a Blu-ray look copy of Terminator Two: Judgment Day. I mean, yeah. Look at his like red eye, dude. Yeah. It's so good. Look at his name, dude. <laughs> there it is. The man himself. Wait, hold it hold it back up again? Is it like canted? Is it like off like is it not centered? Here's straight. Here's oh, there's just there's a that it's silver line these is these things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's an illusion. Um <laughs> It's that box, man. It gives me the feels in. Every time I look at the box, it takes me to a special place. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Is that the same key art that they used in the original poster and stuff? I feel like in the original, it's a little more zoomed out. I feel like he's on the motorcycle. Yeah. It's like the original original. I thought it was like farther out. Yeah. I I, I think I told you this story, but my experience with my first experience with Terminator 2, I was like a kid. I had never watched Terminator 1 or anything. I kind of still haven't. I've only seen it piecemeal. Um, Yeah, I know. But uh, my mom comes down into the basement and she's like, look what I taped off the TV and holds up a VHS taped off HBO of Terminator 2. And I was like, so I don't know sick. what that is, but sounds cool. Let's go. <laughs> so awesome. Which is weird because she wouldn't let me watch like R-rated movies that often. I think she was just super into Terminator. <laughs> um, all right. So is any time travel movie actually error free? Or do, do they all have paradoxes and plot holes you kind of just have to look beyond? Yeah, I, I feel like that. I feel like time travel is impossible and there's no way you can like rationally explain it because you have to either subscribe to time being fixed right, or the multiverse. Yeah. I feel like, you know, you have, you have, to, you have to go with one of those concepts. I think that I feel like I feel like if you do one, then you can use the other one to like they can disprove each other or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, many worlds seems like the most logical, realistic way to handle it in a way that frees you from uh, scrutiny in a certain sense. You know, like uh, 
mild spoilers for the William Gibson book, The Peripheral, upcoming. So if you worry about that, uh, skip ahead a second. But uh, what's interesting about it is there are people in the future who called back basically, like literally on the phone kind of, to like our era, like a a little in the future from us. And because they called back, that reality becomes a branch past different from their own past because in their own past nobody called that is that is what i subscribe to yeah so like i like that and then in like in the second book there are like people who just create branches just to like mess with time like they treat it like a game it's insane dude it sounds Um, freaking cool and intense yeah they're cool books man william gibson all right end of spoilers for that uh but yeah, I mean, pretty much every, all the patrons agreed with us. Wait, is there like a... Hold on, dude. Don't leave me hanging there. Is there an evil organization that's like trying to do that stuff? Kind of the opposite, actually. There's an organization trying to fix... They like try to shepherd... Federal Bureau of Control. <laughs> yeah, basically. They try to shepherd branches to be better than their own reality. Because there's something called the jackpot, which is probably the most realistic guess for an apocalypse. Um... So it's a, the the distant future of that reality is a is an after apocalypse, a post apocalyptic reality, uh, and something called the jackpot has happened, which is basically just kind of like a combination of a pandemic and global warming and like mismanagement of nations and like wars and and just all of it. Currently in twenty twenty, I'm like, yep, <laughs> pretty yep. close, <laughs> close here, pretty close. Um. Anyway. Spencer from Canada. I don't think that any time travel property is error free, but some properties make their own rules and stick to them, which I think makes for a better result. Harry Potter three does a good job of this. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, I like when people establish their own rules and then have fun with them. Like the infinite loop from Dr. Strange or groundhog day. Uh, yeah. And, or like Roswell and ends well, these situations, the episode from Futurama, uh, they can go in very dark directions, which I think would be the initial idea, but pushing past that notion can be really creative and fun. Uh, Darren Misford says, time travel movies will inevitably, inevitably have plot holes because it's all pure speculation, so we can never know the actual effects, but shout out to Butterfly Effect. Um, would you kindly says, hard to say, hard to say, but the ones with black holes or wormhole concepts, such as Interstellar or Contact, are very scientific and thereby more believable. Ryan contact contact dude. Is that is there time travel in that? Is she just goes a long way, right? Yeah. Or no? Because she she goes and comes back in like a split second, but she right. perceives it as yeah. Dude, contact written by Carl Sagan. What is uh? What does she keep saying in it? Uh, oh yeah. I'm good to go. Something. Oh yeah, I'm good to go. I'm Something's, good to go. Yeah, she keeps yelling it over and over, dude. That scene is so intense, dude. Uh, does Contact hold up? Oh, I'm sure it does, dude. I need to freaking rewatch Contact. Um, <laughs> the uh, the show, the web show, uh, with Katya and Trixie, uh. Drag queens who talk about whatever they want because it's their show and not yours. Uh, Katya is obsessed with contact and brings up contact just like all the time. <laughs> Dude, sick. 
It's really funny. Um, anyway, uh, Ryan Wagner says uh, they all have pl- paradoxes or plot holes, uh, but the best kind of time travel in their mind is what James Cameron calls the aborted timeline type of time travel, which is what is on direct display in the Terminator films or the Cell Saga in Dragon Ball Z. Actively accepting your future is never going to change, but sending someone back in time anyway in an effort to ensure that a different future has a better fate. Uh, I like that idea. No fate. Uh, But yeah, I mean, there are a few other uh, comments here. Tyler Gardner mentions that Steinsgate is pretty plot hole free because it was conceived all as one thing. Uh, shows like Doctor Who have several versions of Atlantis because different people over the decades were doing different things. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but pretty much everyone agrees, like, if you stick to your own rules and have fun with it, it kind of doesn't matter. Totally. And that's why I was so... I wasn't upset, but I was just like, what? When everyone was, like, freaking out and getting really nitpicky with Endgame. It's like, dude, it's time yeah. travel. Like, I thought they did pretty good. There's no, like... Endgame- it's like kind of fun to nitpick uh end game yeah. i mean not in like a like prepping on it kind of way but honestly just like it's fun to talk about it you know totally good um, good call but yeah it is fun uh zach wojnar and someone else later uh called out both called out the episode white tulip from fringe it's my nice. favorite episode of fringe that show is great except for season one and most of the beginning part of season two and whatever the last season is (laughs) uh yeah uh tokyo slam basically reiterates everyone else so i'm gonna skip to the next question what's your favorite nitpicky problem with a time travel story like a, a nitpick you enjoy so like mine is the marty having a different memory of his entire life at mm. the end of back to the future one, you know, mm-hmm. uh, do, can you think of one that that's like fun that you like? No, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, project DAD just says that most time travel movies kind of ignore the present from where the time travelers are from. Uh, I'd say largely true, except Back to the Future kind of deals with it a lot. Um, Would You Kindly says, most most stories rely on the structure of a linear model and that all realities exist side by side. I prefer the more scientific idea of many worlds where a change happens and you fork off into another reality. Possible realities exist side by side. Uh, They're branches on a tree. Uh, Yeah. 2001 man the only time i ever understand 2001 it's so weird for me ian is when i'm watching it it all makes sense as i'm watching it and then as soon as i turn it off i'm like wait what i don't get it (laughs) but like as it's happening i'm I'm like feeling it and i kind of get this like time space thing yeah it's dude that's that's kind of upstream color too i mean like (laughs) i'm able to hold on to it but like yeah there's something to be said for just like that's what I love about film, man, is like the, the feeling, moment. the moment, because it's a medium that uses time, you know, as part of its art form, uh, you know, and obviously music and, and 
and things do as well. But like, because it is a series of moments being in there and part of that moment is a huge part of enjoyment. Yeah, you're totally right. Um, I asked our patrons what's fun about time travel and, uh, people had a few different ideas mgs junkie likes seeing alternate paths and learning new rules tyler gardner likes um what i love about time travel stories so much is that when they work they work they can reach levels of cleverness that few other genres can russian doll doctor who steins gate exude cleverness uh and the next part's a spoiler about steins gate but uh yeah i i love that kind of stuff like i talked about before when like when it feels like an intricate machine, you know, like, yeah. like an episode of tw- uh, 12 monkeys, they, they do like one or two of these a season where it's like, it's themselves going back and causing problems that they like yeah. noises in other rooms and stuff. Uh, I just, I just eat that stuff up. I just love it. Um, I love alt realities quite a bit. Like what if scenarios, oh, yeah, like yeah. Superman, Superman animated series when they go to like the alternate, Superman is allied with Lex Luthor, like that timeline. I love Absolutely. stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That stuff is just so so fun. Um, ben Fitter says, overall, what makes time travel fun for me, uh, particularly in the pa- case of Primer and one other movie, is a mental aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, how a movie that lasts only an hour or two can leave you thinking about it for weeks. There's so much of this in Primer that you almost end your second watch through feeling like you know less than you did at your first. It gives you an inherent rewatchability as you feel like you can piece together a little bit more of the puzzle each time, uh, which I think is fun. Uh, Would You Kindly likes playing out what-if scenarios. Uh, Tokyo Slim likes the opportunity to go back and fix mistakes mm-hmm. or go forward and see the results of contemporary actions on future circumstances. Is a very powerful draw. It's one of those questions that always stumps me. If I could travel in time, past or future, which would I choose? We kind of answered that already. Do you want um, my favorite lines, Ian, is when Thanos is like, well, I guess humans are just like not going to let it rest. So I guess I didn't like break time hard enough, <laughs> basically, you know? Just because yeah. like I feel like humans, if we had a chance to fix it, we would always... Like if something was like broken beyond repair and you had a chance to fix it, like you would take the chance. Oh yeah. So like time travel, I feel like if if humans could time travel to save humanity, dude, like we would do it. Like if we yeah. were doomed no matter what, unless we could fix it with time travel, like dude, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. Well, it's funny though, because like the the question I always uh the question I always think about with time travel is like, sorry, I'm just trying to make sure I know the shadows for later. Um, again, is like, even though there are things that I personally would want to change, obviously, uh, the potential for destruction is just too high. Like mm-hmm. even the terrible, bad things that happen, you sort of need for a continuity, but I wonder if each of us has that tipping point, like what you're saying is like, Mm -hmm. what's the thing that's just so bad you'll risk anything else to undo it? Oh, that's why Endgame's so awesome, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Because some of them have that. And like Tony Stark doesn't even want to do it, but he knows he has to. Like, oh, I love that stuff. It's great. (sighs) Um, Okay. 
I asked, who's the best time traveler? Jean-Claude Van... No, that's a lie. Arnold <laughs> Schwarzenegger, dude. Come on. All right, all right. But Arnold he, yeah, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I mean, he comes back bad. He comes back good, you know. He comes back naked. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which I never understood because, like, clothes can't go back, but metal entities, like, artificial creatures can come back. <laughs> like, make the clothes out of aluminum then. Like, yeah. Wrap them in a heat blanket. Like... <laughs> I think they just wanted to show off these muscle men, you know? Yeah. And have the cool scene where he has to steal dude's clothes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's always got to find an eight-foot mm. muscle man to steal the clothes of. Dude, pop pop quiz. Who does he steal clothes from in Terminator 1? A James Cameron staple actor. Oh, really? No longer with us, unfortunately. Uh, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton? Really? Is in Terminator One brief cameo, oh, so amazing. young. That's amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, for me, it has to be probably the Doctor, Doctor Who. It's just like, but James Cole, pretty good too. <laughs> uh, the Doctor, dude. That's that. I haven't seen Doctor Who, but that seems right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tokyo Slim says Einstein from Back to the Future is a dog. So Einstein. <laughs> Uh, Project DAD, David Tennant and Matt Smith as the Doctor, and of course Marty Jason Wojnar said Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap shout out to Sam Beckett's appearance in that weird musical episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia pretty funny stuff Uh, Happy Gaming says the best time traveler has to go to Bill Murray as Phil in Groundhog's Day Groundhog Day uh, which is maybe also just the best time travel movie as well He's got so he got so good at living the same day over and over potentially for potentially millennia that he basically became a sort of all-knowing god in the town for repeat, that repeating day. Have you ever like looked into that? There there are articles and videos. There are articles and videos outlining how long at a minimum he had to be there repeating the same day and uh it's pretty nuts. Like conservative estimate is like thousands of years or something like that. It's like insane. That is, this is a horror movie now. It's You're terrifying. With that revelation. It's terrifying. Yeah. What? Also, when you get into ideas, it was like, like a week. No, dude, I, I can't, <laughs> I wish I could remember the specifics. I'm, I'm kicking myself for not looking this up, but there, there was a YouTube yeah. video that I watched a while back that like went into it and it was pretty crazy. Uh yeah, it's definitely like years and years and years. Dude. Pretty pretty narnar. That freaks me out. Also, that movie gets a little weird when it comes to like consent, kind of. Because it's like <laughs> he knows all this stuff about her, but she doesn't know any like <laughs> she doesn't know that he knows all that. It's like a violation of privacy sort of. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean reading like, minds and shit. But I mean like basically. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's like basically like <laughs> whatever. Whatever though. It's just a dumb movie. Um would you kindly also think Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. Don't mess with me, pork chop. What day is this? I don't remember that line. Uh, MGS Junkie, Hermione with the time turner. She doesn't abuse the time turner. Uh, at first, she's just using it to get through her classes on time, but even when Hermione and Harry use it to change what happened that day, uh, they realize they were doing it already, uh, which is nice. Yeah, that actually is a pretty tight little time travel story, honestly. Yeah, dude. But the inclusion of time turners sort of breaks the universe of Harry Potter. Because, like, if they had time turners this whole time, like, they could have undone so much of this yeah. stuff. Like, But is it, like, a, um, a Deathly Hollow type artifact where it's so rare that might be the only one in existence? 
one thought that until the curse of the whatever dumbass play. Cause oh, apparently, that's filler. I don't yeah, that. it's not canon. Because apparently in that, there's just like time turners everywhere. That's or sounds, something. I don't know. They like get their horrible. hand on. I don't know. That's I, uh, I I kind of lost interest in Harry Potter because of J.K. Uh, Spencer from Canada, best time traveler is Tim Lake, Dom Hall Gleason from About Time, and his dad James Lake, Bill Nye. That movie is so clever and heartwarming. I lost my dad in 2015. Sorry to hear about that. And after recently watching this movie, I bawled my eyes out for an yeah, hour. Dude. It's Cheer a ten for me. Right. I totally recommend it. I'm probably going to pass on that. Yeah, but don't don't watch that Ian. Don't watch that movie. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. Um Tyler Gardner, uh, I'll try to this is a longer one. I'll try to paraphrase it cuz it's got some interesting stuff in it. Uh Best Time Traveler is hard not to say the Doctor. Their favorite is the second Doctor of the original series played by Patrick Troughton. Uh What's good about him is he's kind of like a classic cosmic hobo. He can't really control the TARDIS properly, and it just kind of he just lets it take him where he pleases. That's kind mm-hmm. of a, a mainstay of the newer series too, where like the Doctor sort of just like goes with the flow, um, but it takes him all over the place. Uh, but what I found interesting, and I knew about this to some extent, but I didn't know it was this bad, is uh, much of the second era of Doctor Who is missing. Because the BBC used to have a policy of reusing and destroying their tapes. Whoa. There's there's audio versions available for many of his stories, but some are entirely or partially missing. With some, excuse me, some of the missing episodes have either been animated, uh, or with uh, doing photo reconstructions. Are there any like? Could this be a long lost restoration thing that goes down in over the decades? Or Maybe is this they, like they've been destroyed. They says that they they say they're they're doing like two stories a year, or something oh. like that. But like, uh, in retellings, yeah, I don't know. They like have to redo them. I think some of them are just straight gone. Um, That's a bummer. But if you're interested in checking some of these out, they recommended some of their some episodes. If you want an episode that's fairly representative of the Monster of the Week format of that era, Tomb of the Cybermen is a good place to start. And if you want an episode that is not at all representative of this era whatsoever, but their favorite Doctor Who episode ever, I highly recommend Enemy of the World, wherein Troughton plays two roles in the episode, himself and the dictator Salamander from 2013, <laughs> which of course is the future for that, what distant future, uh, for when they made that show. Um, and the, the, the dictator just coincidentally looks just like the doctor. Uh, and it, he, they said it feels like a real sixties spy thriller kind of a thing with great twists and a really good performances. It sounded really fun <laughs> to me. I'd never, yeah. I didn't know about any of that. Uh, as Bozer Pruder says, I think there are two different types of time travel stories. There's the straightforward story where someone goes into a different era in time. And then there are the ones that toy with the concept of time travel itself. A lot of Doctor Who episodes play with time travel in interesting ways. There's a whole side character whose theme is that she and the Doctor meet each other out of order. And Blink, of course, is a classic episode at this point where the Doctor uses DVD extras recorded in the past to communicate with a character in the present. Hmm. Uh, And someone... uh, Oh, yeah, and, and the episode Heaven Sent, which is similar to Groundhog Day. Caesar Villa... Uh, whoever is in the movie I'm watching is their favorite time traveler, except the pieces of paper in the lake house. Those fall very flat. <laughs> I liked that just for the pun. Uh, 
I asked what the worst implementation of time travel is. I sort of ask one kind of troll negative question per episode. Um, Jeffrey Tessar uh, says that three things that I feel take away from any form of fictional entertainment, clones, resurrection, and most of all, time travel. No three things are more overly used while almost utterly eliminating any stakes. Too many holes in any kind of time travel media, and I think it is only best when not taken seriously. Back to the Future is the only movie I can think of where time travel, or that I like with time travel, and it certainly doesn't make any sense. The comedy and tone of the movie makes it so you don't, uh, it doesn't need to completely make sense. Uh, as much as I liked the newest Terminator, I still wish they had ended it after two, because to me that's the whole message of the movie, is no fate but what we make, and it's like they do it. They the one- win. Yeah, they defy destiny and fate. They change it. Like, let's just wrap it up, and then it's like, oh, psych. <laughs> I can't remember which of the three now versions of Terminator Three there are. Uh, I guess the first. It's the first one where they like the the whole ending turns out to not be like they're not trying to undo Judgment Day. He's just trying to get John Connor into a bunker to survive it. Yeah, which I thought was an interesting shakeup to what you expect, because you expect they're going to be like, okay, let's do it, let's save mm-hmm. the world, and it's like, no, that's going to happen. Like the world's going to end. We're just going to try to keep you alive. Yeah, which is cool. Sure. Uh, Tokyo Slim mentions that in my perspective, probably the reset of Groundhog Day or Edge of Tomorrow are personally the implementations of time travel I'd least like to experience. I hate when video games make me replay five minutes after dying. A whole day or longer? GTFO. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, talking about the horror um, of Groundhog Day being years and years, you know, like, how terrifying would that be? No, thank you. Did you watch Russian Doll? On Netflix? Nope. Oh, that mm-hmm. show rules, dude. That show's really good. Time you, you'd, stuff? you'd like it. Uh, kind of. She dies and then wakes up at the same point in a day, which God. is a bummer because when I was younger, I had a concept for a for a show called Die Every Day, where it was basically like a combination of that and, and Quantum Leap, where the main character would go into someone who was going to die that day and the whole goal was to try to stop them from dying. Cool. Uh, but the way that he, or the, the way that the main character would always learn about it, would they would have to, they would just die the first time, you know? And then, like, it would be about them trying to stop it, but, like, things would always keep happening to make it happen in a different way. So it's like Final Destination meets Russian Doll meets Quantum Leap. That sounds really cool. Uh, But, yeah, I don't know. Too many similar shows now, so whatever. Um. <laughs> yeah, MGS Dunk, uh, MGS Junkie says that uh, the worst things about time travel is that they all have happy endings with no consequences. <laughs> uh, well, not all, obviously, but uh, it is an interesting point because I I do think that most of the time, time travel would end horrendously. Yes. You know, like things would just keep getting worse and you would then try to fix them and they would just keep getting worse until you realize that like the thing you had to do is like stop yourself or something like from Mm -hmm. doing it in the first place. Yeah. Which of course you would have to fail. I need more insight 
in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and I need to see the repercussions, you know? Yeah. Because like, yeah, a couple of people died and, and were left and, and what have you, you know, at the, the end of Endgame, but it's like still pretty neat, you know? And then yeah. obviously we had, we had Spider-Man that like showed the world just like, we're back. Everything's, yeah. it was Not weird at first, but everything's fine. Yeah. yeah. Just a little too neat. So I totally get that criticism. Well, and it's funny because like, I mean, they, Marvel has for sure, you know, we've entered into a multiverse situation. Like it's been yeah. hinted at several times and Dr. Strange can, you know, see them and manipulate them and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, who knows? Kind of anything is possible with that. <laughs> so it could either be the best excuse to do whatever they want or like a really cool thing that they can toy with. So who knows? Yeah. I'm anxious for like the vision Wanda vision and stuff yeah. and the Loki shows to see if totally. they're like toying with that, like totally. skipping in and out of realities and stuff. And the shield final season. I don't want to spoil anything, but the stage is set <laughs> for some really awesome stuff. Is it taking place post end game? They've been kind of dancing around that stuff, but this final season has the potential to address it all without spoiling anything i will say that okay so yeah. they didn't do the snap or anything they they danced around it they just were they weren't kind of they weren't in the loop they weren't privy to those fort knox spoilers oh. <laughs> right so, yeah it's funny uh all right so uh yeah just a few uh, i asked anything else anyone would like us to talk about we have a few here uh ryan wagner asked I don't know if you've ever watched Fringe. I have, but they highly re- recommend this season two episode called White Tulip. Aha! We already uh, talked about that. They <laughs> think that that story is a masterpiece. I agree. Uh, Spencer from Canada. I mentioned this in my community showcase post, but The Life Aquatic is such a good movie and it doesn't get enough love. Makes me want to wear a tuxedo and a red beanie while listening to David Bowie. Good vibe. <laughs> I agree completely. That movie rules. Um, yeah, it does. Would you kindly says which time travel story uh like book would you like to uh see on screen for them it's hyperion by dan simmons good book the series kind of falls fell off for me after the first book but uh for me it would definitely be peripheral uh by william gibson i think that would make a good show i think actually wait i think they might be making a show for amazon that might actually be getting a show nice maybe that's happening what about you you have any time travel books that you can think of that life is strange sure dude sure sure it's Uh, consequences goodness 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 (laughs) uh morgan mahala patriot check episode two (laughs) nice episode Um, two we're getting there uh morgan mahala also gave us a quote i want to see if you know this one i see the answer and I, I know it anyway but uh ronald reagan the actor ha who's the vice president jerry lewis back to the future part two we got one back to the future um is it part one or part two shit uh, i want to say that's part i think it's part one i don't remember I think it's part one. You're right. Because he goes to find Doc. He's in the 50s at Doc's house. So it's got to be one. Yeah, Yeah. it's got to be one. One. Um, Tokyo Slim, Random Musings, uh, just a list of some other time travel movies, I guess. Happy Death Day to You, 
Happy Death Day and yeah, Happy Death Day. Dude. I've heard those are actually yes, good. They're really good. They're really, really good. They seem so stupid. I guess they're, they're basically st- like the Die Every Day or like yeah. Russian Doll Conceit. Butterfly Fleck, Fight of the Navigator, dude. Yeah, Flight of the Navigator. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh. oh. Is that a Disney one? Yeah. That one might... I wonder... I actually thought of this earlier. I wonder if that's one of the... If you didn't get in on the ground floor, you Got might it. not like it movies. Or it's dope still and you'd love it. Maybe it's on Disney Plus. Check it out. Uh, Flight of the Navigator is dope. Got weird no. vibes. That's a weird vibes movie. Kind of like E.T. vibes. like Kind of unsettling. Kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, Predestination, Endgame, Time Bandits, Lake House, Arrival, Star Trek's Four, and First Contact. The Girl Who Left Leapt Through Time, which I don't know about that. Hmm. And then one of them that I think is a spoiler to know it's about time travel. Uh, here's a uh, another quandary that Tokyo Slim offers up to us. Do time travel films require travel in both ways? For example... Is Idiocracy a time travel movie? If it is, is Demolition Man or Encino Man? Be- I think because like the movie just goes forward in one way, like jumps forward in one. I would say some of those. Well, you take Demolition the long Man, way. Demolition Man is just like uh, Futurama, where it's like a character just wakes up in the future. So yeah, they yeah. travel through time. Yeah, they travel through time the long way. Yeah. Cryostasis, frozen. I'll count it. Around. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. Has your opinion on if you could time travel? There's, yeah, it, I'm even more certain now that I'm not doing it. That you're not gonna do it? No, I'm yeah. not touching it. It seems like a bad idea. Yeah. All right. So here's the quote. Can you challenge. imagine if you had the opportunity to time travel and you turned it down? I'd probably do it just for the lols. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> whatever how offended would the universe be like dude who is this person to turn (laughs) down time traveling well here's the other thing though depending on your theory of time travel is like maybe you have to say yes because you say yes and like maybe the universe needs you to do whatever weird thing you know like maybe all the stuff in our history right now happens because in the future we time travel back and make it happen i'm having weird deja vu right now which is kind of ironic (sighs) That is ironic. Have we talked about time travel before? All of this feels so familiar suddenly. Uh, I'm getting Denzeled right now. Uh, All right. Quote challenge, courtesy of Tokyo Slim. The theme for this month's quote challenge is time travel movies. Okay, so they're all time travel movies. Okay, okay. One, I don't want to talk about time travel because if we start talking about it, then we're going to be here all day talking about it, making diagrams with straws. I think I know what this is from. I think I know what this is from too. Looper? Looper, yeah. I think it's from yeah. Looper. Yeah. He says I think it's Bruce Willis to past Bruce Willis, played by Joseph Gordon Levitt in the diner. Uh two. Is this really what my hair looks like from the back? I know this one. Oh shit. I know this one too, man. I forget though. Is it Bill and Ted? It's Bill and Ted. Okay, good, good, yes. Uh, Excellent. I thought it was too easy. Uh, Oh, but is it Bogus Journey or Excellent Adventure? Might be Bogus Journey. I was going to say Bill and Ted. I think it's when they're like seeing themselves. Whatever. It's Bill and Ted, yeah. Uh, Three, Gracie is pregnant. That one I don't know. Peggy Sue, maybe. I don't know. 
Sure, go with that. <laughs> Nick Cage. Never seen it. <laughs> Never uh, seen it either. We're going with it, though. Four. We don't know if they understand the difference between a weapon and a tool. I know this one. Is this a spoiler? Galaxy Quest. No. Fifth uh, No. But your head's in the right spot with both of those movies. Kind of. Except the tone is way off. But the, the entities we're dealing with are there. Uh, all right. Everyone who's worried about being spoiled on this movie that you don't know what it is, shut your ears for a second. Because my my need for Tokyo Slim to know that I know this is more important <laughs> than my need to not spoil you, I think. Okay, close your ears for the next three seconds. I think it's Arrival. Got it. Okay, end of spoilers. Uh, five, you sunk my battleship. Battleship. No, this one is... Okay, so that... Yeah, this one's... I know it for sure. I have no idea. It's Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Oh, the devil says that, right? Death, yeah. Death, yeah. Best three out of five. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Best five of seven? Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That movie's so great. Um, well, that's it for this episode. But before we go, we've got some shout outs to shout do. Out. Uh, these are people, lovely supporters on our Patreon shout out tier. A loving, heartfelt reaction shots shout out to Elthanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb, Togi Crawford, Blue, and Jesse Blue. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Thank you so much uh, to those beautiful shout out patrons and to all of our patrons and to all of you for listening and watching yeah. and or watching this, whether or not you're a patron. Uh, but if you're interested in helping They're, us do what yeah. we do, patreon.com slash easy allies. What's up? They're watching it in the future. <laughs> and we are in the past. Are in the past. <laughs> 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 the past sucks <laughs> greetings um, to the future allies hello future <laughs> I I love thinking about myself in terms of past me and future me <laughs> and just like swearing at past me or future me just being like what was that crazy bitch thinking like, <laughs> what was going on what did I do um, well anyway future Ian and Huber will see you next month for yeah. reaction shots which will still be in our past and your present in our future oh did we talk we about film it x-men days of future past we mentioned or, it briefly uh, got it because i really like james mcavoy i like I'm james, james McAvoy, mcavoy too fan. yeah i like james mcavoy seems like a good dude seems like a good dude i think i don't know any i can't conjure any negative stories i've heard about him at this time I really like his voice, his accent. Yeah. yeah. Smooth. Yeah. As butter. Yeah. He he seems like he, he he's the kind of guy you want to just like hang out with him. Totally. Have I a hug. Time. I, yep. I'd like to get a hug from James McAvoy. I want to play darts at a pub yes. with James McAvoy. Yeah. And then like sitting back on like chairs on the grass. Yes, dude. <laughs> Same with Obama, too, really. Dude. He seems like a dude you could have a barbecue yeah. with. 
Oh my god, yeah. And a pint. <laughs> yeah. Yes, dude. Simon yes. Pegg, too. Probably because yeah. all of his movies involve getting pints at a pub. Totally. But Do you think Simon Pegg likes getting a, pu- a pint at a pub? <laughs> I can guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> Half of their, all their movies, like, it's like a main plot point. <laughs> <laughs> going, getting a pint at the pub. <laughs> I, I think he's a fan. Uh, all right. oh, okay. Well, thanks, Ubisoft. Um, thank you, everyone at home. Uh, we will catch you next month for another exciting episode of Reaction Shorts.